Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and my guest today is Amin Bintahar, Chief Digital Officer and COO at Avantix Digital, a Texas-based agency that helps brands amplify their digital presence. In today's episode, we're going to talk about his journey in the world of digital marketing. I'm excited to learn more about his entrepreneurial journey and the vision of his agency. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, doing good. So, um, what I li- like to start off with is kind of getting to know you a little bit, like for the individuals that are, that are on the podcast or people that are listening to podcasts that don't know a lot about you, um, give us a little background. Like, where did you grow up? I know you're in, currently in Texas right now, right? In, in Addison, or is that where your agency is? Yes, yes. My agency is in Addison, and Addison is uh, in DFW, so I'm in the Dallas area, but I live in Dallas. But I was born and raised in Morocco, so North Africa, so I did not really grow up speaking English. I grew up speaking Arabic and French, and then uh, um, later on in my life, I mean, in kind of around high school, my parents were like, well, maybe you should learn English and go to an American school and see where that, where that goes. And uh, so, so I was in an American school, and then I came to the States. I did my undergrad here, uh, part of my undergrad here, uh, and then I left the U.S., and, um, and my first job was actually in Doha, Qatar, working for Hyatt, the hotel group. I was a marketing coordinator, so I was there for about a year. And then a good friend of mine at Microsoft called me out of the blue and was like, hey, they're looking for a guy who speaks you know, Arabic, French, and English, and who knows marketing in Istanbul, Turkey, for a role with Microsoft. Would you be interested? I was like, absolutely. Sign me up. And literally I, two weeks, yeah. I two love weeks Istanbul. Later, I mean, I that is a beautiful city. city. Yeah, we, I was just, I did a speaking event. And I'm going to explain what a speaking event is. That's where people actually used to go to a place and see people speak. Now, because of COVID, <laughs> we, nobody knows what that is. So I'll have to explain that to my, my younger listeners because they're like, I'm not sure what that means. Istanbul is beautiful, man. We were, I was just there speaking at an event and it was stunning, man. It was, and if you were, had the opportunity to be there for any amount of time, man, I'm, I'm jealous of that. That's awesome. I've, I lived there for two years and it was one of the two best years of my life. So wow. I've, I've, I had a great time there. And then I stayed with Microsoft and I, moved around with them and I had a global role. So I was able to uh, work from different offices around the world. And, um, and from there, I came to Texas to do my grad school while working for Microsoft. And when I graduated, I decided to work for Hilton Worldwide as regional e-commerce manager and stay in Dallas instead of you know, moving to Seattle or trying to find my way to, to Redmond and yeah. spent two years there with Hilton here in the Dallas area. Then I joined a retailer called the Apparel Group and I was the head of e-commerce and marketing for them. They're the largest manufacturer of dress shirts in the world. Wow. And they started doing like pretty much their own labels or their own brands. And they wanted me to come in and kind of manicure them and make them look a little bit more legitimate and start growing those brands. And from there, I joined a startup actually in the Bay Area. So I was the general manager of a startup that was backed by Alibaba. We raised $200 million from Alibaba. So I was the only non-Chinese executive of that company. That It was quite, a, quite an amazing experience being able to work in a startup. And I was actually commuting back and forth. So I lived in Dallas, but I worked in the Bay Area. So, you know, fly every Monday morning, back every Thursday night, and going to Taiwan and China every month. So that was, that was a lot of fun. So I did that. And so I'm going to stop you because this is, this is, this is what's interesting to me is a, I knew by looking at your background that we were going to have a problem getting everything in because of all the stuff you've done. And this yeah. is what's awesome. I want to talk about your family a little bit more, but and then I want to jump into, cause you've Got it. You just talked about like six major things I that I like, have like a thousand questions, but let me ask you about your family. Cause you grew up in Morocco. Like how big was your family in Morocco? 
So my family, it's where actually just dad, mom, sister, and I. So it's only the four of us. But from my dad's side, there were 11 total. And my mom's side, there were six. So I have a lot of cousins and we're, we're all over the world. I can't even count them. That's awesome. See, I'll tell you, that's, so I have a smaller family. I've always been envious of people that have big families because A, family reunions are phenomenal and it's the networking there. And then now you have family that's all over the world. So anytime you go visit, you go hang out, um, good things can happen there. So give us a little, because obviously you have the, you know, the Moroccan culture and then you have the culture here in the U.S. Like tell us some, give us an interesting fact about where you grew up. Like give us something that like, doesn't have to be super secret, right? You don't have to give up all the, the, the sexy stuff from, from your growing up. But like, what is something like interesting, like where you grew up that I think is probably different than the, in some what people would expect here in the U.S.? Yeah, so I think, you know, Morocco being a North African country and having been a French colony, a Spanish colony, and being literally, I think, 13 or 14 miles from Spain is actually a country where many, many languages are spoken. Yeah. So that's what not many people know. I wanted to think of Morocco because like, I mean, you know, if you watched Casablanca or some of these movies, they really think, you know, it's camels and <laughs> yeah, we have those, but like we actually have yeah. made like, big cities and, and Moroccans usually in average speak two to three languages easily. You know, it's funny. So my dad, my brother, so my family's done a lot of traveling and I was growing up, we did a lot of traveling and my brother, and my dad, have, I've probably been to, I don't know, maybe 30 countries. My dad, and my brother, 50, 60, man, they just next level. They love Morocco. They absolutely love, I mean, the food and just the culture and the people and had nothing but a great experience there. So glad to hear that. Yeah. Really yeah. 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 I mean, it's actually on my list, my short, well, it is on my short list, really short list. Cause we're not traveling now. So I, I see that and I go, well, it is on my <laughs> list, but I just don't know how quickly I'm going to be able to get there. And then obviously you currently now you're in Texas, right? So you're over in the, in the Dallas area. And then you, ta- you already talked about college, right? And I did see something interesting. So you went to college, was it um, 18? Where'd you go in, in Texas? You went to college somewhere. It was, Texas A&M Commerce. Texas A&M. So yeah. commerce. So that's what caught me off guard. So is it actually like an e-commerce college that they had there? No. So Texas A&M system has different colleges. So I was part of the Texas A&M commerce. Uh, For me, I was like, God, there's a college that teaches e-commerce. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I missed out on this, especially with your background. So I was like, in my mind, I was like, he specialized. He went there because it was e-commerce. I was, yeah, no. Okay. All right. It wasn't wasn't that sexy at all. (laughs) Oh man. I was excited about that. I was like, man, this guy got some serious training in e-commerce. Well, you did not only from, you know, a college perspective, but obviously in the real world, we're talking about Microsoft and some of these other huge companies that you're working for. And, and we've already talked about your first job. Like, I mean, which I don't even know what it would be because you had so many, so many jobs that we've I talked know. about here a little earlier. Um, so how did you, what, so how did you get into digital marketing? So, I mean, we talked about digital marketing. What, when was your first like marketing job where you're like, Hey, you jumped into the digital side of things. Was it Microsoft? Is that when you started? It was Microsoft. Okay. It was Microsoft. So when I was working, so my first job out of college was Grand High at Doha in Qatar. And I was a marketing coordinator. I mean, I did a little bit of, digital marketing, but it wasn't really my job. Yeah. But when I joined Microsoft, I remember my manager walking to me one day and saying, hey, we need to optimize the website for SEO. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, well, it's search engine optimization. And I'm like, okay. Let <laughs> so me go look that up kind of- and we'll do that soon. Let me yeah. get educated. <laughs> so that's very much how I started. That's funny. Well, and you know, a lot of times with the, I guess with a lot of things, you know, you have people come to you and say, hey, you're going to need to start doing this. Not a problem. We can get that fixed. Not a problem. We can get that done. Just got to do a little research and find out what you just said. SEO sounds like an acronym that I probably should know, and I'll figure it out. Not a problem. We'll start on Monday. But jokes aside, I have something to share with our listeners. At this point, I'm going to be taking a slight detour to discuss a little bit about SEO. 
I know it's really hard to stand out and get noticed by crawlers, especially when there's a sea of content already out there in your niche. My team has extensive experience helping big and small businesses get ranked for organic keywords on Google. If you'd like some help with your SEO strategy, reach out to us at shanebarker.com. We'd be happy to let you know our secrets. Now that we got that covered, let's jump right back into our conversation with Amin. Exactly. Um, and then how did that all transition into uh, AVX? Like how, because that's the digital agency that you have there in Dallas. Like yeah. how did that transition happen? Because I think you were kind of talking about that story of, I mean, that hit that obviously very rich history of traveling, you know, with Istanbul and all the different agents or different companies that you work for. Like how did that work out to, at what point did you realize, hey, listen, I've done this for Microsoft, I've done it for all these big companies and now I need to do it for myself. Yeah, so what happened is um, in my last gig prior to joining AVX Digital, again, I was living in Dallas, working in Silicon Valley, having to go to Asia a lot. And it was really hard on me. I'm not going to lie. Like it was yeah. kind of hard to have a normal life when you, you're always flying or you're always somewhere and having you know midnight to 4 a.m. calls and going to bed for three hours and having to wake up again. And a good friend of mine introduced me to my business partner today and was like, hey, I know this guy who just bought this digital agency because Advanix Digital. So previously, AVX Digital was called Advanix Digital. Mm. It's been around since 2001. So we acquired the company that was maybe a C minus and we had to turn it into an A plus and that's yeah. what attracted me. So we met our Starbucks, like every great American story right. and we started talking and we got along and we became partners and the rest is history. So was it a Starbucks or a garage? Cause I know the garages seem to be pretty popular too. I know like with Apple, they that's always true. have like a garage. So you did Starbucks. It, it, makes sense. it was that's a little bit more, it was probably a little bit more comfy than a garage. So. I would say so. And the coffee is way better than in a garage, right? I mean, I think you guys, exactly. I think the older companies were more garages and I think Starbucks is probably the, the newer companies in the 2000s. I think that exactly. would be more sense. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more with the Starbucks side of things. Garages are, you know, you can't control the heat and the air. And anyways, it's, no. it's a whole different situation. Plus it doesn't smell like coffee. And anyways, side notes. But so what, okay, so you, you have, okay, so one, one thing I have noticed and you've got some really cool friends. Like your friends seem to introduce you to other people and you, that's how the, you're like, hey, let me introduce you to this person and this person. Like, yeah, that's how we started this. You've you got some awesome friends, man. I and mean, that's who introduced you to your last, to your partner that you currently have got. Like you've, I, you've had two different situations. You've told me like, hey, yeah, my friend introduced me to this other person. People must really like yes. you. You must be pretty likable, it sounds like. I, 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 would, I would hope so. I think, I think, you know, like if you're in marketing and if you're not likable, then you're clearly not in the right field. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So, so tell us, so obviously you guys, it's the company been around since 2011. When did you get involved with it? Yeah, actually, it's been around. 2001, yes. So almost five years. Gotcha. Five years. And you were talking about taking it from a C minus to an A plus. I don't know if we have enough time to talk about all the awards you guys have achieved because I was looking at that as I, I had to do like two hours of research just to find out all the stuff you guys have done in that small amount of time. But tell us a little bit about your services. What do you guys provide over there? So I like to, to when, when people ask me, oh, you guys do IVX Digital, I always say we're a digital marketing solution agency. So people come to us for literally anything anything and everything from creative all the way to voice search optimization we're one of the first agencies that actually start offering voice search as a service so we can be your one-stop shop for all of your digital needs so voice we're going to talk about voice i'm going to save that for a little later on because i have lots of questions with that obviously with amazon and alexa and all the other fun stuff that that listens to all of our conversations on a daily basis but um and it's kind of it'll be kind of interesting to talk about that on, on how you guys are doing that because i'm really intrigued about the future of that because obviously you know with the different devices that we have in our house and you know once again that's i think it's going to be an interesting interesting segue um so what are like 
what are the types of, obviously when you're working with so many different types of companies, what are some of like the uh, marketing tools and technologies that you guys do to stay on top of like the current trends and everything? I mean, because digital marketing and, and well, what you guys do is SEO and you do PPC, you do everything, you know, pretty much. How do you stay on top of everything, right? Because there's always, it's always changing. There's always new stuff. Is there anything you guys specifically specialize like, hey, we really do PPC or are you guys really just on top of, of all, all angles of marketing? Yeah, so, and that's why I think that's why we've been really successful. So what we did is we really invested a lot of money in hiring really good talent to lead every one of our departments. And we went actually and hired people from really big agencies that have managed millions of dollars and have had to optimize websites with millions of pages. And they came in and they built in processes that really allow us to be able to adapt to change. And we also invest heavily in team training. Uh, we actually give back to our team or like we track, you know, we track all of their daily activities, of course, using CRMs and things of that nature, but we want them to read. We want them to know what's out there. We want them to go to conferences. And that's the only way you can really win in the game. That's awesome. So you guys, it sounds like you guys really care not only about your customers and you also care about the people that work for you and you guys would go there and, and grab the, the big individuals. So how did that work out? I mean, obviously, did you, when you, when you started doing this about five years ago, did you have to like put some capital? It sounds like, I mean, you're going to big and the, grabbing the big players from other agencies. That's probably not cheap. Last time I checked, right? I, I'm assuming they're probably the big people with yeah. the big salaries. So how did, yeah. did you guys, did you come in with an yeah. influx of capital and said, Hey, we're going to go ahead and bring on these individuals and that's how you've grown it or what's, Yes, pretty much. And we're self-funded, which is the beauty of it. So we were able to invest in the talents and the money we make, we reinvest and reinject right away in the company and continue growing it. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, we, we go against very big agencies and we've won. We've won not only in awards, but also in terms of winning business. And the reality is that we're in the business of talent. If you have a good talented team, that's all what brands are looking for when they're shopping for agencies at the end of the day. Whether you have 50,000 employees or 10, they want to make sure that whoever is touching their account knows what they're doing. And that's why we invested a lot in talent. I love that. I love that. So it's like, go and grab the best people. I mean, and that sounds so basic and in, in, in what you need to do, but I just, so, I think so many people go after other people for, because of salaries, because of other things. And it's like, if you bring, yeah. get the best, right? It's going to cost you some money, but that's really making an investment in your company and your agency. And it'll, it'll come back tenfold, you know, especially when they come with processes and ways that they work with other clients. I mean, hiring one of those individuals and then bringing on a big client could, could you know, brings, brings both things to the table. Absolutely. As an entrepreneur, I totally second Amin's views on hiring the best talent. It's been a wonderful, insightful conversation today. We're going to wrap up today's segment here, but in our next episode, I'll be back with Amin to discuss the future of voice search optimization and the future of digital marketing. Stay tuned to Shane Barker's Marketing Growth Podcast.